Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. The part-time Level 8 Honours degree in business is delivered through a mix of online and face-to-face lectures. Email execedbusiness at lyit.ie. That's E-X-E-C-E-D business at lyit.ie or call 9186206. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. Later in the programme, I'll be talking to the owner of McGee's Pharmacy and Letter Kinney, Jared McCormick. But first, last month, the team from Ericle College and Letter Kinney beat off stiff competition from 600 schools around the country to win the Bank of Ireland Money Smarts Challenge and scooped €15,000 for the Donegal ETB school in the process. I visited Ericle College and I first spoke to two of the winning team, Lily and Jolie, about their success. Lily began by explaining that she and her teammates started preparing for the competition back in January. Um, Mr. Grover started teaching us um, the six pillars of financial well-being after the Christmas break. And we were broken into f- four teams and each team had four team members. And we just started studying the pillars and answering the questions for it. And uh, there was a lot of preparation. That was back at the start of the year, is that right? Yeah. Jodie, what, what, what lessons did you learn uh, from being part of the challenge? Um, I learned how to handle my money well. How important is that? Very. Lily, can you talk us through what happened after the, the regional finals and, and how, how, how they developed? Well, uh, we were happy to win it and we won 500 euro for the school and each winner got a 50 euro voucher and a goodie box that included a hoodie and a bottle of water water bottle that you can reuse and we started studying uh, we keep studying um, for the finals um, in the Easter break after school we stayed in for some days a week and just prepared for the next competition as, as business and finance uh, an area that you'd like to get involved in maybe when, when you leave secondary school well I only have it here as a subject and it was really helpful because we don't have something like this in German schools or at least not in my area so I'm glad to have it and to know know what or how to calculate stuff that you will need what's the one best lesson that you learned during your involvement what's the challenge Um, the 50, 30, 20 rule is really important I think talk to me about that um, basically, it's just that you know how to split your money that you get every month. Um, 50 is for needs, so for bills and stuff like that. Then 30 is for your needs, uh, for wants, basically. And for tr- and 20 is for saving. And, Jodie, finally to yourself, um, did you enjoy the experience and what was the best lesson that, that you took from, from being involved uh, in this competition? Um, I enjoyed being a part of it. I feel like I've like learned more more skills on how to handle my money and what to do with it. It'll help me in college whenever I need to like, do bills and stuff. And have you any idea what you'd like to do, Jodie, maybe when, when you finish up here at Ericle College? Um, I would like to go on and study accountancy. And that was Ericle College fifth-year student, Jodie. 
Evan Gorrell is the Business Studies teacher at Erigal College and entered four teams from the school in the Bank of Ireland Money Smarters Challenge at the start of the year. Evan, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Thanks, Ben, for having me, Kieran. Evan, uh, I'm sure you get a good sense of satisfaction of guiding students, uh, first of all, to learning about money and learning about finance, and then, I suppose, a bonus to actually won the competition that you entered at the start of the year. Oh, 100%. I, I suppose, like, we start off at the start of the year with the aim to get them to the end of uh, the academic year to achieve good results. Um, to win a competition on top of that is, <laughs> is a massive achievement. But I think it's great for the cohort of students that we have to be able to go in there and to get, you know, learn these skills, put them into practice then, and they might actually get a reward out of it. So it's just the icing on the cake, I suppose. Evan, what was the main attraction uh, of the competition and why did you decide to enter the school and your students? I suppose it's funny enough, we story, Kieran, uh, I'm actually an ex-employee with the Bank of Ireland. Uh, so I'd worked under uh, Barney Gallagher and Jimmy Stafford here. Um, and I would have been aware of the project uh, and of the programme whilst an employee there. Um, but I suppose when I came into the school here, I figured it'd be nice to do something a little bit different. A fifth year wouldn't be your stereotypical year, you know, to compete in competitions. It's more for the tradition year, uh, year group. But I figured that this would be a good program to hold with our fifth years. Um, I figured that they were at that stage where they had that little bit of understanding that they carry through the cross-curricular between maths and business, because obviously we're talking about financials here. Um, so that was, I suppose, my big, my big turn towards it. Uh, but I, I really liked the whole idea of the six pillars of financial well-being. It's something I personally felt I didn't know enough about while I was uh, still in school. No, no, I'm not, I'm not too long out of it myself, but uh, it's something that I would have enjoyed myself, I suppose. Can you talk to me about those pillars, Evan? Yes, surely. So I suppose the six pillars that uh, the Bank of Ireland Financial Wellbeing uh, look at are your spending and your savings, your earning and your income, your credit and your debit, the investing, uh, risk and protection, and the financial decision making. So there's questions based on all them topics, um, and I suppose it is important for the students to learn uh, across the board them areas, rather than just focusing on spending and saving, that they know that there is that uh, that area of maybe investing the money. Can I ask you, is there enough emphasis on that sort of learning at the minute or do you feel there's room for more? I would, I would be of the opinion that I suppose there's definitely room for more uh, emphasis on that uh, that way of learning in the sense that we're very restricted in terms of our curriculum uh, and the curriculum's been there for years now and it hasn't been updated and there'll be something I'd like to see with the increase in the likes of cryptocurrencies uh, and foreign direct investment that we would introduce something like this uh, into the curriculum. It was a good way to break up as well our our actual uh, our business book from throughout the year, you know. So we took that little bit of a break to focus on this side of things. Coming out of college not that long ago, I think it's something I would have liked to have known in terms of you know the interest you pay in your loans. Even looking forward now to maybe mortgages down the down the line, um, that'll be something I'd be interested in uh, introducing to the business. And as you say, it's great preparation for the next days uh, in their lives, whatever whatever course that takes. Definitely, no, 100%. And even something as simple as going travelling, Kieran. You know, some of our students haven't a clue about uh, currencies, you know, uh, the exchange rates. And it's it's nothing to do with them. It's just that it's not part of the curriculum and we don't really teach it. Uh, I know it would, it would tie into maths in some sorts, but it's something like this, a programme like what Bank of Ireland offer, that's really helping us to provide them with that bit of a bit of understanding. It's the practical element that's, that's the big thing, isn't it? 100%, yeah, definitely. And even the way the programme was, I suppose, uh, set up, they really had it relating to the students. So the questions related to them in terms of whether it was uh, celebrity endorsement, um, so it would be well-known celebrities, TikTok stars or your Netflix stars that it might be <laughs> nowadays. Um, and so that appealed to the students and it made it easier for them to learn it too.
and that's where the whole shift is. It's very much going online and on digital now, Evan, isn't it? Massively, yeah. And like as I said, uh, as I kind of alluded to there, in terms of the cryptocurrencies and the so investing, our students really wouldn't have had that opportunity before. Whereas now, it's kind of coming to the fore. Every second person you meet is doing some sort of investing uh, in some shape or form. So I do think that's important for them to learn too. Can you take me back to uh, when the process began? I think you had four teams that uh, entered initially, is that right? Yeah, so I suppose I, I approached the students back in January. You know, I don't know, they might have been a little bit reluctant to, to come along board with me, but uh, as we got into it, they started to enjoy it. How did you sell it? I, well, I suppose I sold it with the, the prize. <laughs> I told them there was 15 grand up for grabs, uh, which is obviously massive to any school. Now, I didn't exactly tell them where the money was going, but um, no, I think they're delighted now. Uh, I said that there was prizes for the students, um, wasn't too sure myself now what it would be, but that's how I kind of tried to sell it. So I had four groups from the school here, um, four groups of four, so 16 of my fifth-year business students, and they competed in the regional finals. So uh, because obviously Ulster, uh, we only counts in the three counties from the Republic, uh, they tied in the Dublin schools too. So we had a huge catchment area, um, so we're competing against a lot of top teams, a lot of top schools, you know. Um, and fortunately enough, we, we made it through and we, we won the regional finals from with one of our teams, you know. And can you talk to me about the workings of the competition? Uh, it was done remotely. Yeah, so I suppose because of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, Bank of Ireland were a little bit cautious that they didn't want to be jumping the gun too soon. Uh, I'm sure, no doubt, probably next year it'll go back to in-person events. But I think this year is probably for the best, just to be to be on the safe side. Um, so it was all digital this year. Uh, we had to uh, log in through, I suppose it was like an online quiz system um, and they entered their answers in there everything was under a time limit uh, and obviously I was there as well to monitor that there was no phones or anything being used so uh, that's how it, how it ran this year and the, the national finals uh, were of the same format they were here yes yes so um, on the 4th of May so earlier this month we competed at the national finals so out of 600 teams that competed uh, across the four regionals um, only 12 so the top three from each region had made it through to the national finals so we're talking about the cream of the crop here in terms of the business literacy or the financial literacy um, so we're delighted to even make it that far and I suppose we knew ourselves that you know if we can make it into the last 12, why can't we make it into the last three or even be the top? Um, so we really put a huge emphasis on that. And the girls, to be fair to them, they're a credit to the school, credit to their families. Um, they really put in a lot of effort, a lot of work. They've been working tired, you know, late hours and even stuck in here with me in the school. <laughs> I'm sure they have better plans, but no, I suppose... As, as, we, as you can see now it's paid off um, so you know it, it went great overall eh? How satisfying was it for yourself personally as their teacher? I, I suppose well you know anyone at all uh, regardless how big it is is massive you know just even for the sake of the students to make it that far um, I, I'm, just, I'm delighted for, for that cohort of students not just the four that made it to the final but the four that represented us in the regionals too the other, the other three teams uh, I suppose yeah personally it's great I'm, I'm over the moon like um, I, am, I am delighted with it now do you have high hopes for the students uh, that, that they had under your wing definitely yeah do you know what hey, um, I suppose this this program has uh, it's it's not just the financial literacy. There's other skills they've learned along the way. It likes the communication, the teamwork. There are things that you just can't, you know, I can't physically teach them. They have to be there to do it with each other. So I think that's been a huge bonus for us. But going forward, 
I know that not just the four students that made it to the final, but the 16 I had competing across the board are going to go far. And I'm looking forward to, to getting maybe the wee, the wee dividend from their investments maybe later on in a few years' time. Um, I'm sure they'll all have great ideas and uh, they're definitely going to go far in life. I can, I can guarantee that much. So competitions like this, Evan, are, are extremely good for personal development for, for young people? Definitely, Kieran. Um, I think... Like these students, suppose with COVID, didn't really have that opportunity before, and um, because their transition year and third year were really kind of dampened by COVID, and competitions were kind of put to a halt. So something like this in fifth year has been massive to them to build them skills, and they're going to carry them on now throughout life uh, through the work placements, and um, when they go on to maybe third level, uh, and then into eventually work. Do you know? Uh, obviously, you, you have a passion uh, for business and finance yourself. Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a pretty long story, but. Ever since I was young, I always wanted to go down the route of teaching. Um, I originally thought biz, or I thought sorry, primary would be my route, but uh, I'm a past pupil of the Vocational School in Dungal Town, and uh, I suppose the, the business department there really kind of steered me towards it when I went into transition year. Uh, many companies and enterprises and competitions, I suppose, were my, my go-to thing. Uh, I'm a very competitive person, Kieran, so I suppose that was kind of what put me down the road to business. I kind of merged the two together then. I said, because I enjoyed business so much, uh, and I enjoyed the teaching, I figured you put the two of them together and you've got a business teacher so that's where my love came from I suppose and finally Evan looking forward to, to, to getting to the end of the year and, and finishing very much on a high note this year definitely yeah I suppose uh, we're, we have a prize given uh, this week as well so it's great we'll be able to recognise the, the four students that made it to the, the national finals and won the national finals like not to put anything over but this is not our final at the end of the day um, they are the top in their category for uh, for this sector so in terms of financial literacy which is an absolute fantastic achievement for uh, Errol College and for Donald DTB um, so now I'm just I'm just pure delighted with them and I'm hoping I will go on next year and retain our title maybe with a different cohort of students but I'm hoping I can just carry that uh, that bit of I suppose uh, pressure towards them that they'll they're really buy into it uh, but as well that they'll carry that confidence that you know well we can do it we're more than capable and we can definitely compete against the top dogs of the country Evan Gorrell business teacher at Erigal College and Larry Kinney thanks for taking the time this morning to talk to us on Business Matters thank you so much Kieran. I'm delighted to be joined on Business Matters by Danny McFadden principal at Erigal College and Larry Kinney Danny you're very welcome to Business Matters thank you Kieran. Danny I've talked to your students and I've talked to Mr Gorrell uh, a big success for the school uh, on the back of the Bank of Ireland uh, challenge Huge uh, success, Kieran. Uh, we're absolutely delighted here uh, at Erdogan College uh, on such a fantastic achievement for, for our students. Uh, all Ireland uh, success at any level is fantastic, but you know, for a small school here in Letterkenny, uh, beating off stiff competition from 600 uh, students uh, across the country, it's just an amazing achievement, and we're extremely proud uh, of our students here in Erdogan College. And I'm sure, Danny, you'll be hoping that that will motivate and inspire uh, both their peers and the people coming behind them to maybe reach the same levels next year and years to come? Absolutely. We, we have a very, very strong business department here in uh, Erickel College and that really begins in first year uh, where the students are really motivated, uh, particularly around entrepreneurial skills and uh, I suppose taking in guest speakers and companies uh, to give them that understanding of how business works, you know, and particularly then at the senior end of the, 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 the school, they're learning all around financial well-being and 
and all aspects of you know household and income and tax. So it's, they're given a great understanding of business. So it's really educational as well. You yeah, know. I made the point to Mr. Gore there. It's the practical element that that, that, that makes it very meaningful, isn't it? Absolutely. For these students, I suppose what they've learned, the, the skills that they're transferable, particularly for going on into university or further education uh, around budgeting and, and managing money, uh, that's huge, particularly for going to college, and that would have been a huge element of the competition. That's been a, a turbulent two years, and I suppose to end the school year on such a high must be a, a great sense of satisfaction for yourself as principal here. Absolutely, Kieran. And today we have our annual prize given here at the school, uh, and there's there's just a great sense of uh, energy here around the school, particularly uh, what the All Ireland here over the last few weeks. We had a fantastic homecoming from them here at the school, and as you said, there you know the last two years has been really really tough on students because they weren't given the opportunity to go. Uh, to, uh, and attend these competitions. So, to be all Ireland winners, uh, we're we're just over the moon, Kieran. A lot of talk, Danny, about this fifteen thousand euro of where it's going to be spent. Can you can you share a few secrets about it? Well, we we haven't actually sat down and thought about where it's going to go, but uh, we certainly we will put it into the best use for for our students. And I had a few meetings there with Mr. Gorl, so he's looking to develop the business department here at the school and maybe buy more ICT equipment for for the students. Danny McFadden, Principal of Ericle College in Lerikini. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. All Thanks very much, Kieran. Thank you. Join us after the break when we'll be talking to the owner of McGee's Pharmacy in Lerikini, Jared McCormick. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. The part-time Level 8 Honours degree in business is delivered through a mix of online and face-to-face lectures. Email execedbusiness at lyit.ie. That's E-X-E-C-E-D business at lyit.ie or call 9186206. You're welcome back. Jared McCormick is the owner of McGee's Pharmacy on Main Street in Letterkenny. He began working as a pharmacist in the family-run business after graduating from the College of Pharmacy in 1993 and took over the running of the long-established business in 2006. Jared has seen McGee's Pharmacy undergo significant change since he first started working there as a 10-year-old back in 1980. Jared is also involved in Letterkenny Tidy Towns and Letterkenny Chamber of Commerce. Jared, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Thanks, Kieran. Thank you very much. Jared, you're the second generation of the McCormick family to take on the reins of the pharmacy here on Main Street. Can you tell us a wee bit about the history of McGee's and how you let father took over the business? Okay. I'm a third generation pharmacist. Um, it started off with my grandfather, Owen McCormick, uh, who came to Milford in, I think, about 1928. And um, he had three sons, and my dad was the middle. And my dad went, he was Jim, and he went and he did pharmacy. And he he got married in 1966, and he came... Actually, uh, what happened was he was in Lifford, and he was working um, for a pharmacist there called Kathleen Noonan, who was Dr. Cyril Quinn's wife at the time. Cyril Quinn rang my dad in Lifford about 1966, just after he got married, and he uh, he asked uh, would the, at the time Kathleen Quinn she owned she owned uh, McGee's which was two doors down from here where uh, Connell Kelly and uh, had had the car accessory shop that's where the original McGee's was so they asked him would he would he buy uh, you know Kathleen was retiring and would he take over 
and that's really what happened. So at the time, there was another pharmacist working in Milford, so there was no place for me to add in the home place, and I think he was maybe waiting around for an opportunity to come, and uh, this opportunity came instead. So he came to town in 1966, him and mum, and uh, they lived above McCulloch's Jewellers there, and they started off there. And then I think about 1969, 1970, uh, 27 Upper Main Street came up for sale and uh, they, he, he bought it. He bought it then. So that was the start of Jim McCormick coming to Letterkenny. And I was born in 1970, just uh, in this house here. And uh, um, I became a pharmacist then in 1993. So, um, and that's the, the third generation. That's the story. What's your first memories of the pharmacy, Jack? Oh, well, the very first memory, you know, the shop closed at six o'clock, but it, it, it kind of went all night. Um, you know, we had Scally practice was up the road in Mount Southwell at the time. And um, so the, you, there would always be prescriptions. You know, the, the, the back doorbell would go and, uh, you, you know, <laughs> the young fellas were always sent down to answer it. So you got down the stairs to answer the doorbell. And my earliest memory was... I couldn't say the word prescription. I could say, now she shouted up the stairs, Dad, there's a prescription. I couldn't say prescription. And uh, he would come down, and he'd be having his tea or whatever, and he would come down and he would look after whoever was there. It was sort of an on-call service, Jared, and it's still that way, isn't it? I, it's, it is. I mean, we have our have my number on the door there for emergencies. We would rarely would be an emergency. It, it's changed a lot. Um, you know, when I would have come home first, uh, Dr. McDade would have been uh, in, in in the Doyle at the time. And he worked a Monday. And definitely remember he worked a Monday and he may have worked a Friday as well. But uh, there'd be huge queues to see him. And he would have four or five surgeries on the go. And uh, we would close the shop. At that stage, it was half six. And uh, it would go on to nearly nine o'clock. And it would be just one after the other after the other. And they used to come in the back door and we would do the prescription and it would all be done from the back door. And then Now Doc came in then whenever, it would have been a few, good few years later when Now Doc came in, that all changed, that whole system of working late, uh, you know, the, the, now the GPs would finish at six o'clock, Now Doc takes over and it's really an emergency now, you know, that, that, that how it all works. And the odd time you might get a phone call from the hospital or wherever if they have a problem or, but it would be unique enough at this, you know, compared to what it would have been in the old days. Jared, we're upstairs above the pharmacy and the old sitting room of your old house. How long were you here? How long was the family here? Oh, well, as I say, I, I came in here as a newborn. Um, so this, the sitting room is, uh, I say it was 1970 when, when, uh, the family moved in here and, um, I think a couple of years later, my, my next brother Brian, he, he, he came into the house. So the house was lived in until my dad retired. Mum and dad retired at the, uh, I think January 2008. So, um, it's, uh, you know, and then it's, it's, it was lived in up to then, you know, so it's kind of, uh, a lot of it, uh, it's kind of moved upstairs a bit. Some of the, some of the shop has moved upstairs, but as you can see, the sitting room is still here and there's a few bedrooms upstairs as well. And, you know, it's st- still livable in. Before we started recording, Jared, you were recalling your first job, your first paid for job. You might share that with our listeners again. <laughs> well, the first paid for job well, uh, was Christmas. I was 10 years of age. Uh, and my job was very, very strict. It was every half an hour I had to go downstairs 
And at that stage, we used to have one big gondola inside the door, and then there was a smaller gondola further down. Uh, and my job was to go around the shelves and tidy up, not to fill them, but to tidy up the shelves, make sure that everything was neat and tidy. And I used to be watching TV here just beside us, and then I'd be looking at the watch, and I'd say, right, I have to go downstairs and tidy up, tidy, 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 and back up again. And, and that, was my, that was my first memory of my first paid job. And is that uh, one of the jobs you've passed on to your staff during the generations, and is that something you make sure that it's still done, Jared? Oh, definitely. It's, it's uh, you know, it's part of retail, you know, uh, you know, they're saying re- re- retail is detail, you know, so it's it's making sure the place is spick and span and sharp. So that that's that's the, that's in me. That's in that's in that's in retail. Speaking of things that are and you, you, your grandfather and your father and your uncle being being pharmacist, was that always the natural progressive path for yourself? Yeah, it was. I I, um, I often thought about this. Uh, I, I just grew up on it and I grew up in that environment and I, I, I always enjoyed it and uh, uh, you know and I always when it came to choosing what I wanted to do it, it really was you know the, the number one thing I wanted to do and uh, I did look at a few other things but such as um at the time, I, I, I remember wondered God, or I think it was because I liked arguing that somebody said to me, you, "You'd be a good solicitor." You're, you're, uh, so I thought, "Wonder what I would I do that?" And I spoke to my dad about it and my mum about it, and uh, you know, and uh, we talked it through. And no, it, after we talked it through, I said, "No, I, I'm happy with what I with my original choice." And uh, I was lucky; I I, I I got into the College of Pharmacy in Dublin, and. Uh, uh, I'm, 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 you know, that's, and I was very happy with it, and, and uh, you know, I never looked back really. Was the fact that you could come back into the family business, Jared, uh, when you qualified in 1983, was that a sense of reassurance that you were on a good path? Well, funny enough, I was no great rush back, to be honest with you. Um, uh, I qualified in, let's say, 93, and at that stage, I know, um, I, I probably was in no, I knew I'd always come home, uh, I, my 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 wife Anne Marie's from Milford, and and you know I was probably going out with her for three or four years at that stage. We we met quite young, and I, she, she always wanted to come home, you know. And we were in Dublin at the time, and uh, and and I, I think at the time Anne Blaney, you know, who's here still, she worked uh, she worked with Dad. It was just the two of them in the dispensary, and and. Um, Another pharmacist called Anne McNesky. She used to do part time, and I think Anne was going on maternity leave. If memory serves me correct, so he was in a bit of a bind. He was, he was, he was trying to get me home, and 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 Anne Marie was trying to get down that road too. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, I was very happy to go home. Really, like you know, so it was there was a position there, and you know, you, you just fall into it. I think, and that's the way, and that's what happened. How, how big was the pharmacy at that, st- at that stage, Jared, and how many were employed here? Ooh. Can you remember that? Um, well, it was still a decent size. Like it was um, probably back to where where the new farm, the new the new dispensary is now. It's probably back further than that. Actually, probably yeah. It was a fairly decent size. It was you know there was a uh, it was a very small dispensary which we we only changed that around in two thousand and eighteen um, and. We're very lucky we did, you know, before COVID, because I wouldn't have liked to try to go through COVID with the with the old old dispensary. But uh, 
and there was a weird of uh, many people we'd employed. Um, uh, uh, I would say we had about maybe ten or twelve. I would say, you know, uh, maybe twelve. Yeah, I would guess now. And what is the, what's the size of the team now, Jared? Oh, well, the size of the team goes between thirty to forty. You know, so it's kind of seasonal towards Christmas. It goes up towards forty and. It's kind of maybe 32 and around this time of year. It's a big team. Yeah, it's a big team. It's a big team. It's a very diverse team. It's a very, um, we have a lot of, you know, we have, you know, we have the pharmacy, which is the heart of it. And we have, uh, you know, a photographic, uh, we have a photo lab. We, you know, you have the you have fragrance, you have cosmetics, you have the website. You know, there's a lot of stuff, different parts of it, you know. So that's where it all adds up. Jared, when I was waiting downstairs, uh, looking at the map of the life of McGee's Pharmacy, 1987 was a year that stood out because of the fact that it was the first uh, Kodak photo lab to be opened in Ireland. That's right. There was the story behind that really was uh, we had always had a very good. Well, actually, my grandfather back in Milford, he 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 started up the first black and white um, photo lab in Donegal. Uh, and that was a very manual operation in the old days. And uh, so I think my dad always grew up around photographs. Uh, and then we had a, it we moved into colour then in the 70s. Uh, and the Milford uh, the photo lab would have really, you know, really fallen away. Uh, and all the stuff went to a company called United Photo, Fini- photo Finishers in Dublin. Uh, and they were a big outfit that did, did all, all the work all over the country. And then the, the mini labs really came into the, into England and, and the UK. And then they came into Ireland and United Photo Finishers, they, 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 they closed down. And, and there was a fairly sizable, um, uh, you know, photographic business within, within McGee's. So at the time, anyway, there was, there was a, a man called Val Johnson who, after my grandfather died in Milford, uh, and he was like a grandfather to us, uh, Himself and my dad went off to look uh, at the, the new state-of-the-art at the time, Kodak Mini Labs in, in England. Uh, and they came back and they decided everything at that stage, Val was like a touch a touchstone. Everything went through him, you know, and, and um, he was just... Every, every business decision, or a lot of the family things as well, would have went through Val, and he was a very, very shrewd and wise man. And um, the two of them went off anyway, and they, they came back and they, they made the decision together that they, they would go with the photo lab, and that was in 1987. An extremely wise step? It was, it was. It was looking back, I think there was a lot of work at the start and a lot of learning and a lot of finding out. And, you know, um, a lot of people over the years have come in and out of, of through there. And for years, my mum, you know, she started in it uh, and then she eventually ran it. And she ran it for a long time and uh, it ran it well and very quietly, you know. So um, my wife worked there as well before, you know, um, for the no- first number of years, she worked there full time with her as well. So it's, it's, there's a lot of family in through the photo lab, you know. Yeah. I suppose 10 years ago, uh, you took the decision to go online, Jared, and I suppose the photographic uh, end would have went on the digital end, which dovetailed into going online as well. Yeah, we, we, we you know, we, we felt that uh, the, the, you know, the, the public expect you know, do you have an online offering? You know, it was that was the 
we had the, we had the online in the in the photo lab. We had that longer. We had that maybe twelve years, and it was a slow burner. Uh, but it was a very very nice system. And then we you know we could see everything moving online, and we just felt that no matter what, you needed to have an online offering. So at the time, we probably looked at our strengths, uh, and we you know we we do a lot of we're very heavily into fragrance. Um, perfume and aftershave so we felt that was a natural place to start with so uh, that was yeah 10 years ago and uh, Arthur, Arthur Robinson came in and, and uh, uh, we set that up and uh, a lot of pain getting it going and uh, a lot of learning and uh, but we're delighted with it now it's 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 an integral part of our business you know as our, as is photo lab and as is the, the online part of the photo lab as well you know I, I would say maybe Maybe could maybe a third to a half the work comes in online now in the photo lab is a lot. Did you foresee that when you made the decision to move online back in twenty twelve? Uh, I could see in the photographs it definitely going that way. Uh, with regards to the, the you know the fragrance you know the, the shop part of it, um, you know it was a very slow start. It really really was. It was. But I, but I often felt that you know Letterkenny was a really really good place to 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 to, to work an online business because you know you're 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 in a national market okay uh, it's no difference to working I, you can ship to Kerry as easy from Donegal as you can from Dublin uh, we had the space here. You know, if you if you want to start an online business in Dublin, it's 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 it, you know, rent is very expensive and it's uh, your overheads are higher. So I often felt that Letterkenny, and if you look, there's quite a number of people in this town, quietly working away online, uh, attached to retail, and uh, I feel that Letterkenny is a is a good fit, for, you know, because you 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 can go national and. You, you, Maybe in retail you're limited to who's in your in your in your geographical area, but not online. You know, Google's Google. You you'll see whatever you can see it in Kerry, Cork, Wexford, Galway, Dublin. It makes no difference. And if you look at our stats, it's it's spread all around the country. Just in relation to the extension you mentioned, Jared, back in 2018, how easier has that made you, uh, operations here at the pharmacy? Yeah, it, it changed it a lot. Um, Probably uh, the very first difficulty we had was like uh, we may as well have moved to the moon because we moved the old dispensary from one place to the other and then we only moved it maybe ten paces but we literally may we may as well have moved it to a different t- a different building altogether because the whole place was completely different uh, and that took a while to to bed down but you know with the new design of it and and I I, I found it was very helpful because. The old dispensary, you were when it was really busy. You were stuck inside it, and you actually couldn't see outside. Uh, but you were very visible at the minute, and um, so you have a great view of what's happening in the place. And I, in that way, I think it was very successful. You mentioned the pandemic earlier during our conversation. How impacting was COVID nineteen on your business here? It was hugely impacting. It really was. Um, you know, I often think back to those days and I can really nearly live them week by week on it um, there was no there was no what's that word there's no there was no game book there was no playbook uh, it didn't exist uh, we as a pharmacy as, as a healthcare provider we were open every day uh, 
it was just changing on a day by day basis and uh, you know remember we put a we put a we got a booth in I was talking to another pharmacist and then they told me what they did I was with James Cassidy and Healthwise very kind he said this is what we're doing and, and I said thank you very much where do I get that and it was a very much a, a, a day by day trying to figure out what we were going to do or how we were going to do it and um to be honest, it was quite stressful. It was very stressful for the staff because, you know, they had to come in and we had to, to, to do, turn up to work to provide the public with what they needed to keep everybody safe and and everything was just changing. Uh, there used to be an email that used to come in once a day at about kind of half five from um, the powers to be in Dublin and I used to dread opening it because I, I knew there was going to be a whole load of instructions and we would have to assimilate that, figure out an answer and keep going. Um, but we did, you know, and I, I, you know, really, um, really thankful for, for, for our staff because uh, there was a lot of talking, a lot of trying to communicate and how, how well, how, how well we were doing and how well we weren't doing and what was, you know, what was right and what was wrong. And, uh, but we did figure it out and, and eventually it did kind of smooth itself out, you know. Um, but at the start was very, very, uh, it's a time I'll never forget, to be honest with you, you know. Did it force you maybe to change how you do business now? It did, it did, yeah, in all sorts of ways. Uh, uh, but I think that's just part of business. I think you're, you're. It's always, it's always changing. You're always adapting. You're always what works now may not work next week. Now there was a very quick changeover there, so it, there was a lot of practices that were changed suddenly. Has the pandemic been your biggest challenge in business to date? Yeah, I think it has been. Yeah, I, I think that, and um, you know, the the the, re- the recession that came in in, in twenty eleven and twenty twelve was uh, memorable for all the wrong reasons as well. There were, I think, any time you're challenged in your life, that's you know, you really have to stand up and 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 figure out answers, and the, the, you don't forget about them, you know. So there are probably two things in my head that that. Uh, that stick in my head, but without a doubt, I think the pandemic was 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 very difficult for everybody. It was very, you know, we were talking to you know, some of the, some of the you know the you know the, some of the older people, you know, they were that that length of time that they had to stay at home. I remember when things opened up again in about June uh, twenty twenty, and. Maybe June, it was June, the end of June 2020, and there was people in their 70s, and I watched them come into the shop, and they, they'd really, they'd nearly been in, under house arrest for, for months. And the people that I would know that be good, sensible, solid people, and I could see the fear in the eyes walking into the shop. Um, now, we were used to it at that stage, but to, to come out of what they were, where they were, to try and re change, you know, get their head around what was happening. Um, it, it really was surreal, to be honest with you. It was quite just surreal, you know, I just remember it. Tell me, Jared, what is the best lesson you've learned over your 30 years as being in charge here at Big East Chemist? Um, be open to change. Um, 
I don't think as human beings we're, we're not very fond of change, but I think change is good. And be open to change and to be honest. Uh, honest with yourself, honest with the people you deal with, uh, and they're probably the things that I have learned the most. What would you attribute the success of McGee's Pharmacy to? Um, I think we're here a long time, we're established, I think that's part of it. Um, I think we try and look after the customer uh, fairly and well um, and we try to be straight and, and what you see is what you get and, and uh, I suppose my, I always think of my, my granny used to say uh, bring the customer back that's what she used to always say and that maybe that maybe encapsulates it you know that's what we try and do and what advice would you give your 21 year old self Jared? oh um don't be too hard on yourself. It works out. It gets better. Or it works out. You know, you, you, you eventually, you're always trying to figure out, I can't figure this out. And you do. You do get there. And in the past, would you have been maybe guilty of overthinking things? Yeah. Yeah. I think if anybody knows me, would they, they would put that to me. All right. Uh, I think that's true. And are you, are you a different individual now? I'm probably improving, but some people would think I'm a wee bit slow in improving. <laughs> Jared, you've been based at the heart uh, of Larry Kinney's Main Street uh, all your life apart from, from going to college. Um, there's a lot of talk and a lot of developments happening the Market Square, up around the Cathedral Quarter. What's your vision uh, for this part of the town? Well, I have a great interest in that. Uh, you know, I'm heavily involved in the tidy towns and... Uh, you know, when they talked about the market square changing first, uh, I wasn't that sure about it. And then I looked at it and thought about it and it goes back to the change. And I think always change is good. And I like how that, you know, there's been a lot of public debate about it. And um, I like even like, you know, the, there's the, you know, I think this coming week now, there's the, the new part of the town plan has been shown uh, in the Dillon's Hotel and it's open for everybody to have a view on it. And um, I think the, the heart of the town has been the main street and we have new areas that's come into the town and uh, that's good for the town. Uh, change is good for the town. Uh, and I think the heart is still be here. Uh, and I suppose where that goes to, I'm not fully sure. Uh, I think the debate and, and, and people's views and people having their opinion and, and making their submissions and uh, uh, I'm probably going to hold judgment to see what, what the council is going to come up with but uh, I'm looking forward to watching the next uh, part of it and I, I love watching, you mentioned the church lane I love what Donnan has done and his, te- his committee and his team there and you know I've had a lot of chats with Donnan over the years and Donnan gets it, he's, he's in for the long haul and, and it is, you, you don't change things overnight, you do it slowly you do it by you know talking to people and explaining and explaining again and, and working and then all of a sudden then you know you become um, you know an expert and, 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 and people you know they, they you, you, you become, I'm not sure how to put words on this, I'm sorry but 
you, you kind of become what the Cathedral Quarter has become. You know, it's a celebration of what you can do. And it's a good example of what can be done, as you say. I think it really is. You know, um, that's something that's I love watching it, and I love seeing the improvements. And um, and they're slow, and sometimes the best improvements are the slow improvements. Jared, I know you're actively involved as well with the Kenny Chamber. Uh, that's a, an organisation that's doing great work and has done during the years as well. Yeah, uh, they really have done a lot of work. Uh, there's a lot of professionalism that, that has uh, come into the chambers these last few years by, you know, different people. Uh, there's just so many to mention, that, uh, but they know who they are. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought like a few years ago, the one that led Kenny, the most enterprise, enterprise town, uh, the best enterprise town in Ireland and... And it, I felt it was very worthy because it's it's you know it's enterprises about you know getting people together and people working together and uh, this town's good at that. Um, maybe it's not perfect in everything, but it is good at you know if you approach somebody and you're looking for something, you generally get a very good response in this town. I feel, and um, I think the enterprise town was a very good. Uh, award to win and uh, I, I think then that the, you know to use the prize money that they won towards the Market Square project to, to run that you know this, you know this, the, the, they took the private part of that in uh, because it's a pub, it's a public private um, between the council uh, and uh, I think that's a very good use of of, of the money that was won and and Hopefully, we we get something that 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 we can all be very very happy and and very proud of. You know, tell me, Jared, if you weren't running your own pharmacy, what would you like to be doing now? Oh, um, is that real or, or something that I would? It's uh, entirely up to yourself. <laughs> I think if you could wave a magic wand, I'd, I'd, I'd love to be a scratch golfer, but uh, that just will never happen. Anybody that knows me, that'll never happen. Um, I enjoy the tidy town work. Um, I, I find it challenging doing that work and my work here in McGee's. Um, so I probably would do a bit, a lot, would probably do a lot more tidy towns work, I would say, actually. And finally, Jared, what lies ahead for yourself and your business here? Um, we just are, we, st- we, I feel we started a project, you know, we, we started different projects, whether it's online or it's the new shop. And, you know, we definitely feel that, that, that COVID kind of halted a lot of that. And, and, you know, to build on the success of the, t- of our business. Um, I'm not a great one for big plans. I, I've never had, you know, people say, do you have a five year plan? I've never really had it. I, sometimes I've just, thinking about things and I decide mm, we're, we're weak there or we could do this better or we could, why don't we look at that and you talk to people and you try and get a bit of advice about what you're thinking of and and then generally I'm a fairly incisive person, once I make my mind up I go at it and I just I just, once I have kind of thought it through then I'm a, and then I'm committed to it and I go at it so I'm not sure really what the what, what where the future has for me to be honest with you. I just I'm, uh, I just work what's in front of me and, and and you never know really where where it'll come. Jerry McCormick, owner of McGee's Pharmacy on Lyricanis Main Street. Thanks so much for taking the time today to talk to us on Business Matters. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you.
Well, that's it for this edition of Business Matters. I'd like to thank my guests, Julian Lilly, Evan Gorrell, Danny McFadden and Jared McCormick. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound and thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at hidenradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. The part-time Level 8 Honours degree in business is delivered through a mix of online and face-to-face lectures. Email execedbusiness at lyit.ie. That's E-X-E-C-E-D business at lyit.ie or call 9186206.